What's new with you, my man? Um, not really a whole lot, honestly. Um, just trying to think. I mean, oh, me personally, not a whole lot. But did you? I mean, I guess we'll save it for after the uh, intro. <laughs> okay. Well, I, think it, I guess I think it deserves a bit longer of a conversation, so I won't start off with it. Okay, I'm intrigued to see what it is. On that note, though. Uh, this is episode 55 of Balcony Banter. I am Bigby. And I am Bees. Oh, it's just us here today. Yeah. Uh, we, that's just how, that's how it rolls sometimes, you know? And that's okay. It's, it's all good. I, I enjoy, I enjoy these episodes where it's just the, the two of us here. It's a, it's a chill time. It feels more low key than when we have a guest on, I guess. Oh yeah. Who needs other people? Am I right? Yeah. Well. <laughs> I I feel like at least if there was maybe another person, I would have got my ass moving a little quicker today getting on for the recording. Man, we ordered the food beforehand, boyfriend and I, because uh, we were just hanging out and stuff, and we were going to just pick up some food quick before. Yeah, your usual Friday thing, right? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it just, we are watching the, like, the delivery status stuff, and it just, like, it was looking like it was getting close, and then suddenly shit, like, I don't know. It just suddenly they weren't getting close, and then it suddenly just flipped around. It took a little while, and then we finally got here. So, they uh, driving the opposite direction of your place. Yeah, it's a it, it's a weird kind of like. Hey, wait a minute! You were closer a couple minutes ago. What happened? Why are you leaving with my food? Just, I just turned drop it off. No, you're going the wrong way, my man. You got to open up Google Maps. <laughs> you got to type it in. Follow the directions. I want my spicy chicken stir fry, please. Uh, yeah, just give just give me my food. Oh man, it's some good shit though. That Korean place I was telling you about. Oh, oh it's, yeah, it is some good food. Man, it's <laughs> spicy, but it's good. Oh, that was actually gonna be my next question. Do you enjoy spicier things, or do you more Ooh. mild? I I like some spice. Spice can fuck me up. Like I'm not super like great at handling it. There's a lot of shit that like it, it's too spicy for me. Oh yeah, but. I do enjoy it. I, I like some spice. Oh yeah, I'm the same way. Like yeah. I enjoy a bit of spice too. Like I don't know how some people can like just drench their food in hot sauce, but like I do enjoy like a bit of a kick with with my food. Yeah, it's it can be really nice. It can uh, I don't know it can elevate the experience sometimes. Like I I think there was an episode like a long time back we were talking to Zoo and uh, we were talking about like. Um, like food hacks and shit like that. And like frozen, like I, I, I was talking at least anyways, about like this frozen meal thing. I would normally like, I, I usually keep a couple in the freezer just cause like, they're not that great. And I don't like having to resort to that, but they're convenient. And these ones in particular are pretty decent for a frozen meal. Like they, it feels like real chicken and, and, and veggies that I'm eating and not just like super processed stuff, but it, and it's got decent protein, uh, which is the big, reason of course why I'm, I'm having that one too but yeah like that on its own it's pretty meh but you take one of those boys cook that in the microwave and then you put some sandball on it the chili paste oh what that fucking, it stepped the 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 spiciness the flavor of the, the the chili paste in particular fuck man it it elevates it it's it, it's decent it's decent i've never cooked with chili paste specifically this one out to try, man. It's pretty good. We we use it in sauces here and there for like, especially if we're gonna do like a stir fry. You know, you get you get uh you get the 
uh, you get the chili paste, you get like the uh, like sesame oil, rice vinegar, and you know, uh, soy sauce, some other stuff mixed into like some sugar and stuff like that, and uh, whatever other things you're putting in for for flavor and stuff, and then you uh, get that in with some veggies and some like diced up chicken or tofu or something. Oh, that shit's good. Okay, does sound pretty interesting. It's it's decent. It's decent. Um, man, I. <laughs> I'll say I'm looking forward to the next time we have Dingo on because I do want to ask him about his I want to get his like full I want to give him his time on the soapbox on the chicken soapbox on the chicken soapbox because he (laughs) we have our little discord chat for the four of us for like our our little like podcast crew of like people who are kind of like in around working on the show like obviously you and I but then also Fly and Dingo are the other two that's sort of our, our little our little a little crew behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> Dingo, when he listened through the episode we recorded last week and heard, and heard flies claims about the, the flavor wagon yeah. uh, that is chicken, uh, which is one of his absolute favorite foods. Uh, from what I recall, just that I, he always loved, always talking about that Portuguese chicken and Ooh. you gotta, you gotta respect it. And I, I think in his view, Fly did not respect the chicken. Oh no! <laughs> and I think he he had some words to say, and I'm interested to get him on air to hear <laughs> hear those thoughts in more depth. Yeah, we gotta have the chicken debate uh, one of these times. Get Zoo, not Zoo, Stu. Not oh my god, I'm getting names mixed up. Get uh, Dingo on here with Fly, and just hash it out. Oh man. <laughs> we, had, we had enough guests it's starting to be like a fuck who's we got all these people it's hard to keep track of all the names um, uh, I've also been playing Apex with Zoo and Stu lately so that's why oh, those yeah. names popped into my head <laughs> that's true those two in particular it'd be Zoo and Stu it's they're they're quite a pair um, it's like a, a poetic uh, doubling between the two of them I mean, we did get a, a W uh, the other day. Oh, actually, it was yesterday. Uh, when, and that was the first uh, win we got since we started, like, really playing with the three of us again, this That's game. That's right. I so saw I, that post. Yeah, that, that felt pretty good. That is, that I imagine it felt quite good. I, yeah, I've seen you guys been playing. There's a part of me that's a little bit tempted to get into it again, but that game also has a tendency to make me really mad. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of playing games that get me like too tilted, I guess. I don't know. I I just find I'm like I'm not having that good a time when I'm getting like angry and salty like that. And I like it's on me. Like I wish I didn't get that way with it. I just like I get competitive and I get like worried that I'm doing a shit job and that like I don't know. It's like I have issues with worrying about what other people think of me to a pretty big degree as it is. So when I'm doing bad in a video game, as stupid as inconsequential as that can be, especially when it's an online game and other people are around you, of course, I'm, I'm going to worry about, you know, how my my performance is looking. But it's like it, it doesn't matter and I shouldn't care that much. But that's yeah. Oh, yeah. With us specifically, at least. Yeah, we don't really care if you have a good or poor performance. But at the same time, on that flip side of that coin, uh, you should also be enjoying yourself when it comes to video games like that's the whole point of playing these types of games to enjoy yourself so yeah if you're not enjoying yourself then i I can understand you not liking the game as much 
Yeah, well, it's not that I think the game is bad. It's oh, just no. more that I, it's not the kind of game I would normally go for. I usually play a lot of single-player stuff. I don't mind some multiplayer stuff. Um, like, I can enjoy it. There, there's definitely a good experience to be had there. But, yeah, I just find, like, I'm a little more choosy about what online games I get into. And, yeah, I just, if I can't, like, quite get into it or feel like I can kind of hit, like, a good stride with, like, playing the game half decently, then I, I find I find it's like I have a tough time, like, really kind of sticking with it. And that was, unfortunately, kind of the case with Apex. Because I, like, I'm not the best at FPS games. Like, I'm not, like, a good, like going like head to head against other players online i'm not like the best in terms of like fps skill in that regard oh yeah i'm kind of the same way um yeah well especially for me as well because i grew up playing fps's on console and <laughs> yeah. lately i've been trying to get into uh mouse and keyboard Ooh. with gaming Ooh. Um, it's, it is a bit of a challenge for sure, but the, the nice, the one game that's kind of bringing it, uh, into light for me is, uh, Destiny because it's given me, it has like, oh yeah, because it has this PVE element as well, where like I can, I can, uh, train my, uh, self to get better with aiming on mouse and keyboard versus computers that, yeah, they don't instantly kill me like other players do with other games. But yeah, it's just a way to yeah help train me to get uh, learn mouse and keyboard, and I do I do find it's helping because I uh, definitely have won a couple of games with uh, Zoo in the past. But yeah, with, uh, like I was saying earlier, that first win with me, Zoo, and Stu, that was on mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I was on mouse. Oh, he's getting there. Oh yeah, that's, I'm getting there. That's definitely something. That's no small feat, my man. That's that's pretty cool. I. I was always like a I, I had was always a big console guy for a long time uh, before I started really getting into like PC gaming, getting a computer that could really handle it. Oh, and sure. yeah, like uh, I don't know. I've gotten to a point now where I have like kind of the opposite problem, where like for me to try like any of the few times since I've gotten like just pretty hard into the PC gaming, the few times I tried to do console like FPS, man, I have a rough time with it now. I don't know. I'm so used to the mouse and keyboard now that, like, and now the controller is like, for some games, it's not too bad, but for FPS in particular, it's like, I, oh. Oh, especially if you're going up against uh, mouse and keyboard players when you have a controller, that can just be rough in general because (laughs) tilting. (laughs) Yeah. Mouse and keyboard is better, I will say, for uh, first person shooters, but like, yeah, if you're like me and just grew up with console, then you just prefer it. I don't remember who I heard it from, if it was my boyfriend or if it was from somebody else, but I feel like what I had heard was essentially that, like, I guess they had, like, shown that apparently, like, like players playing, like, Halo specifically, at least, with, like, a controller apparently performed, like, some of the best. Oh, yeah. What, uh, my one friend he was telling me about that, too. Uh, he was saying that it's the reason it's for that Halo Infinite specifically is because the aim assist on Halo in that game is just cranked, apparently. Oh, I see. So that's definitely the reason. Because, yeah, like, oh, yeah. he was saying, like, the average, like, controller player could, like, easily beat, like, a pro, maybe not a pro, but, like, a really good mouse and keyboard player just because, yeah, the aim assist is just cracked on that game. Damn, that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's why it's Halo specifically. 
that the hat controllers are dominating. Wow. Well, I wonder, like, I guess I get why they do that for controllers, because it's definitely a little harder with a, uh, a joystick to have, like, that kind of, like, fine point aim that you can with a control, or, like, with, not with a controller, but with a, a mouse, rather. Man, I'm drinking some beer right now. It's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm feeling only on my second one, but, like, man, I feel, I'm feeling pretty good. You're feeling uh, I I'm I'm feeling her. Uh, it, it might also be that <laughs> that like really big, well not really big, but decently big like stir fry and uh like big pile of rice and fried egg over top and everything that just like oh, I yeah. I mashed that quick before recording along with like most like about half a can of beer, like the half of the first can that I had. I'm I'm good ways into the second one now and yeah, I'm doing I'm doing decent. It's all okay. it's all uh flowing through my system in a good way. Um, man, I remember what we were really going on, on about now. Uh, <laughs> no, it was a uh, mess and keyboard for. Yeah. Games. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Cause with the controller, yeah, you would probably kind of need some of that aim assist. Cause I remember back when I played like PS3 a lot, playing stuff like Red Dead Redemption online and whatnot. Like I kind of needed the, the aim assist a little bit at some points. Cause like it, it's hard to like, you know, really whip around quick and have the precision with a joystick that you would with like a mouse. Right. So it's, uh, well, especially with yeah. third person games like that, like, yeah, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption, GTA, those games are really good for, uh, giving the controllers some aim assist. Cause yeah, like you said, it's kind of needed. Yeah. Though I'll say like for us playing like GTA online here lately, like, <clears throat> I don't know. There's been a few points of me debating hooking up the controller for that, honestly, because the driving stuff I feel like would be pretty good on a controller. Like I, I remember having a decent time with it on a controller, and I feel like I have a little bit more like sensitivity with turning and stuff. Because like that's the one thing. Like, and that's just the one thing I find with the whole like controller v uh, mouse and keyboard debacle for FPS. I, I generally am in that same sort of camp that, that you were kind of talking from too, where generally mouse and keyboard is better for FPS, but other game types controller can be a lot better. And that's specifically because like the mouse gives you a lot of control on what would be like the one joystick, like, like more control sensitivity than what you would normally get there. But the joystick has more sensitivity than like the last keys because you like the blast keys are a binary. You push the key, the key is pushed. There's no sensitivity in that. But with a joystick, you can like slightly turn it to like really turning it right. So there's there's that range in between of motion that you have. So you have more with that for like and, and in particular with a lot of games where like you have character movement or you know steering controls for racing games and stuff or like platforming and whatnot, right? Oh yeah, I find that can work really well there. So oh yeah, driving yeah uh, controller is just better, especially if, with flying in GTA as well. Like, because flying with mouse and keyboard, you have to use your numpad. Which yeah, is, like, it's weird. I don't know why they didn't weird. just like bind it to the mouse or something. Like, yeah, I'm not not sure. It's it's odd, but I'll say I don't I don't hate it either, though. Um, like I, I've gotten kind of used to it. It's definitely a bit weird, though, and definitely takes a bit of getting used to for sure. Well, it's definitely not ideal if you're someone like me, because my keyboard doesn't have a numpad. So <laughs> I, I literally can't fly on so it just, keyboard with GTA. Wow, that's wild. So it's just like, I, I see keyboards like that, so that, that's not what, what has me floored, but it's more just that like the game wouldn't even try to like 
people wouldn't even recognize that you didn't have that. I guess the control layout is built into the game, so I guess it wouldn't, unless it has some sort of like hardware detection built in, which would be a little weird. But yeah, weird. yeah, I don't know. That's huh, interesting. But yeah, it's, yeah, because I remember it was like, oh, I wonder what will happen. Like, will it give me different controls? And no, because it, it, you need the numpad for flying in GTA, and yeah, it's just not possible for my keyboard, which That's is another probably. reason why controller. Yeah, there's probably ways you could rebind the stuff, but I, I'm like, yeah, it's it, it is kind of funky that like, yeah, I guess it would be tough if you didn't have a keyboard that could support that. Yeah, you just you'd be kind of boned if you didn't have a controller or some other thing you could use. Shit, um, there's sale going on on Steam right now though, like uh, just in general, like the winter sale or just. Uh, no, well, it's it's the lunar sale. lunar New Year's sale. Oh, okay. So it, they got they got some deals. Um, I was I was looking around on there. I'm <clears throat> I don't know. I'm debating. I'm probably gonna buy myself a game, but I think the game I'm probably gonna get is just gonna be EDF Five. Honestly, EDF Five. Yeah, Earth Defense Force Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have four point one. The one just previous to the to five, but five's been out for. <clears throat> excuse me for a little while but i uh i i've been thinking about getting five for a bit and i uh i, I might go for it today uh you say it's been out for a bit how how old is the series like obviously like uh, when did the first one come out oh god like quite a few years ago uh when did edf start i'll google that as i talk a little bit about it but it's been around um for quite a few years it, it i know it was at least originally it goes far back as like the 360 and stuff but it, it might be a little older than that um but yeah it, a really fun series really really like it but it's uh yeah it's 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 interesting um it's oh, a did, real fun when did five come out five came out in <clears throat> excuse me well, it was first released for the PlayStation 4 in 2017. So it's it's oh, a little older now. It is a little older now. I think 6 is on the way, but I don't know when 6 comes out, and I don't believe it's come out yet. Um, so 5 is still like the latest one that they have on the, the market, so to speak. But Okay. It's, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find... I just want information on like the franchise. I want to know how old this series is. Okay, so the first the first one I guess apparently was like called Monster Attack. I guess that was released in 2003, so I guess it's pretty old. Okay. Um but then yeah, that became Monster Defense Force in 2005 and then Earth Defense Force 2017 in 2006. And then Earth Defense Force 2025, which was I think was the first one I heard about was in 2013. And then, yeah, Earth Defense Force 4.1, The Shadow of New Despair, which is the real title. That's the one that I have currently. Uh, and then Earth Defense Force 5 is in 2017. And uh, EDF 6 comes out in 2022, so this year. Okay. some point, anyways. But, yeah. Part I'm probably is, not going to wait till that. Party <laughs> is thinking they might do like Earth Defense Force Six for like their 20th year anniversary. You know, maybe in a certain degree, but at the same time, like I don't know, this, this series is it has a cult following, but it's not like a, a super big series oh, yeah. or anything. It's it, it's low key, kind of jank. If you were to look at like 
like 4.1 that I have and then look at 5, you'd be like, this isn't an upgrade. <laughs> These <laughs> games look basically identical. Nice. But there's a lot of different... There there are differences between the two and there's a, a fair few new enemies and other things in, in 5. But yeah, like graphically, there's not really much of a, a step up. They, they've changed some things, but not like a, a huge amount. But I definitely want to check it out because the things I've, I've heard about it do seem interesting. I like some of the the differences they have with uh, like the class appearances and stuff and the new enemy types looks interesting. Like these big, like tall frog dudes in the city that you're fighting, man. If you don't know EDF, I'll just give a really quick rundown. You're basically like soldiers on the ground during like some big, crazy, like alien invasion thing where there's just giant monsters getting rained down on like the city and shit. And, but you know, it's very Japanese. And uh, but it's very almost like tokusatsu inspired in a big way from that. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's a really fun time. It's very chaotic. A lot of giant insects that you're basically like getting swarmed with and trying to fight off. But uh, a lot of cool weapons to collect. There's like four different playable classes that are all pretty interesting to play all the way from being like just like a regular foot soldier to like you're a flying jetpack anime girl to big fucking like neck fencer dudes who are just like wielding like dual miniguns just mowing down fucking gigantic ants it sounds like a sounds like a pretty interesting series it is pretty dope i would very much recommend it one one of those games where it's like yeah you don't there's nothing competitive about it you just want to have a good time blasting some giant bugs yeah and you can do co-op online and stuff too it's pretty dope i'll be interesting yeah um <laughs> it's really funny because no one else really plays it with me no one else really has a lot of interest in it i think it can be very overwhelming to play i'll admit for some people because there are a lot of things happening on screen at some points especially when they start like really throwing enemies in you in like some of the later levels but it's also just it's it's very cheesy it's very campy it's very goofy but it is a big bunch of fun if you're if you are of the right mind for it and uh yeah the only person who would ever really play it with me was fly and fly has big motion sickness problems with playing games um so some games particularly (laughs) fps are no good and but she really likes edf she really admires it thinks it's really great and she played it with me once and i think we didn't even quite play 30 minutes before she had to tap out so Uh just too much if you're ever interested in trying EDF, definitely let me know because I would love to play some EDF with you or with anyone. Please, just somebody play EDF with me. <laughs> <laughs> he just needs someone to play it with. That and, uh, well, I, okay, well, Deep Rock, I have one person at least who I, I can generally, uh, like, trust will be around for, e- for, uh, um, not EDF, but uh, Deep Rock Galactic, because that's another one where no, I, I've tried to get people to play Deep Rock, and people are not that into Deep Rock. I've found, uh, but uh, Fly's brother, uh, he's actually pretty into uh, into Deep Rock. Actually, we'll we'll play that together sometimes. But okay. um, so I, I, I at least in that DRG compared to EDF, I have somebody, <laughs> but <laughs> EDF I, is like I, I have been alone for so long with that. <laughs> I was that's <laughs> I was kind of like Zoo earlier when he was saying no one was answering my calls for Destiny or Apex for a while there. Yeah, well, eh, yeah, 
Well, that was the thing because you asked about that, and I've already I've already talked enough about. Oh no, yeah, particular stance on that. So unfortunately, I wasn't too like jumping on that. Dingo was talking about trying to get people on for phasmophobia, which I was kind of intrigued by because that sounded kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I just unfortunately Apex just ain't the one. But I, if another game comes up, depending on what it is, I mean, I I'm always down to try to get on, hang out, and play games with people. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, one of these times we got to get like a big like heist night going with people or a destiny raid. I don't know, something. Or tabletop session. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm always down to do the tabletop stuff, too. That's always a a good time. Um, Man, I. uh, Yeah, it'd be be fun to do like a nice little like a little one shot little dungeon crawl type thing. Some night here soon. Oh, that could be good. I talked to Dougie. Dougie's usually got something uh, set aside for for that type of deal. So. He's, he's got something brewing up. Oh, he usually he's usually up to something <laughs> in a good sense. He's not too nefarious. Sometimes, <laughs> Some, sometimes. <laughs> oh man, you uh, you still doing your mash watch? You still deep in the deep in the mash? Oh yeah, I'm still uh, wa- watching that. How many seasons you got left? How many? How how far are you roughly at this point? I think I'm in. I want to say I'm in either late nine or early ten. Out of uh, eleven, I think. Oh, you're almost done. You're getting to the end. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Season ten. Oh wow, I'm actually over probably halfway point. So yeah, I am getting close. Over to the halfway. End. Well, I mean, of, oh. of season 10, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, like, wait, you're on season 10, and that's halfway? That's I thought halfway. you said it was 11. Oh, Jesus no. Christ. Could you that's imagine a, a freaking 20-season show like that? Whoa. Good Lord. Well, okay. Well, they well, do exist, I know. How many seasons does The Simpsons have? Okay, Simpsons, Family Guy, friggin'. I think Simpsons has more than Family Guy. Oh, one. yeah, for sure. Family Guy is definitely up there, too. How many seasons? Number of seasons. Take a guess. Take a wild guess how many seasons Simpsons has. Uh, Simpsons? I'm going to say like uh, 28. 33. Okay. Oh, man. That's a lot of... That's too many. <laughs> that that show should have ended... I mean, that's not an unpopular opinion, I suppose, for that. But Well, I'll say Family Guy's not... Well, okay. How how many do you think Family Guy has? I'll, I'll say it's less than Simpsons. Oh but, yeah, uh, Family Guy's probably think maybe like twenty one. I'd say. Uh, actually, bees, you're very close. It's twenty episodes. Twenty episodes. Yeah, or twenty seasons. Oh, okay. I said episode. Okay, because I'm looking at the thing on Wikipedia says number of seasons, and then right below that says number of episodes, uh, and my eye grazed over episode as I was meaning to say season. So, at least that's the excuse I'm going for. Now, what is the longest show on TV? I'm well, curious. I don't know what show holds the title right. Oh, I guess it is just Simpsons. Oh, really? I thought yep. I thought it was going to be Doctor Who. Honestly. No, Doctor Who's been on TV for a long time, but there I think there was a pretty big period where just there were no seasons being produced or anything. Um, oh, I, actually, I, let me double check. I'm curious if I'm correct on that or if I'm just talking out my ass. But... Well, if you're talking about continuous uh, seasons, and yeah, Simpsons definitely has that. Yeah, I think I, I just, like yeah. overall time, I think it might be Doctor Who because that started in like the 50s, I think. 
and it's still going to this uh, day. Oh, since 1963. Okay, but still. Now, yeah, because so longest running, and I think that's specifically for just like how long straight and seasons being produced and stuff. Because, yeah, Simpsons is up there with 33 seasons. Family Guy's pretty close to the top, actually, with the number of seasons it has, though. So it's getting close to that same territory. Um, but the the one just below Simpsons is uh, Law & Order SVU, which makes sense. Uh, trailed, like, pretty closely by Law & Order itself. So, um, man. <laughs> Whenever I think of Law & Law and Order, I think of that freaking Vine when the the kid yells give me your fucking money throws the baby doll oh, yeah. then pops give up the law and order money then law and order show pops do, up do, do, do. yeah that's that's a classic one okay wait so here we go well okay this is i don't want american tv series though why can't i get like okay okay so well okay let's compare i guess so we have like the longest running. This is just purely in length of time. What do you think the longest running? Well, I you probably won't guess this because I wouldn't have fucking guessed this. I guess. Wait, what is this though? Meet the press. Well, it's like a news program that ran for like seventy four years on NBC. I don't feel like that counts. I mean, I guess it's a show, but like, I well, want it's not like, like a, a storytelling show or like... yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what backyard farmer? 68 years on Nebraska educational telecommunications. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Damn, that's that's a long time for a farm. Uh, for well, yeah, I guess like I, the first few are generally just these very like, yeah, this is clearly like a long-lived program on some TV network that was just around that was very generalized and was like probably didn't even have that many episodes but just had been around for a while kind of deal and but like the first real like tv show because like like it's it's like meet the press and like cbs cbs evening news music and the spoken word oh, yeah. like, I don't know. but like the first one that's like a recognizable tv show that like you know it's like a, a you know that type of tv show Wait, is the tonight show oh, okay um, formerly of course with uh you know um well jay leno i guess a bunch of people you know uh, it's that classic late night show, right? Oh yeah. But that's yeah. I don't know. I was expecting some more interesting stuff than this. But yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the case there. What's the longest running in Britain? Uh, Lord Mayor's show. This man. Well, ah, actually, that's funny. Apparently, really, where does Doctor Who factor into this? Because I still don't even see. I Doctor knew Who. it. Well, I don't see it on the list of some of the old, oldest ones. It's got to be. Oh, it's there. Uh, but it is uh, a f- under a few different series like Antiques Roadshow, uh, which is beneath Top Gear, uh, which is beneath the king. Of, not the king of them all, but it's pretty high up there compared to uh, uh, Doctor Who. And that is my man, Coronation Street. <laughs> huh? Because Coronation, because here's the thing, Doctor Who, and I should have thought that it was maybe Coronation Street. Doctor Who started in 1963. Coronation Street started in 1960. And here's the big difference between 
Doctor Who and Coronation Street as as holding this. Not that Coronation Street's like the the oldest one, but or longest running, I guess overall. But uh, Doctor Who ran from 1963 to 1989. Was on hiatus until 1996, I guess. But I don't know what happened there. Um, but I know the 1963 to 1989 was like the first big run of the show and the first like several like old series. And then 2005 up until now was like the big kind of like revival era for the show um, where it like regained popularity and is kind of where it has been for the past however many years. So that's the case for that show. But you look at Coronation Street. Coronation Street has been just running since 1960. No breaks, oh, no hiatus. Wow. It is just nonstop fucking little British drama shit. Wow. <laughs> Boyfriend's over eating his dinner now, and he's just like, that show's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it can't be that bad if it's been going on for what it, like 50 years it, almost it, now it's, it's it's a brit it's like an old ass british soap opera it's, oh, it's yeah. like it's pretty trashy low-key uh the bit that i've seen it's always just like really big stupid family drama shit that's just like uh, okay. i don't know it, not not the kind of thing for me but that it never was going to be and it was never meant to be and that's okay um I don't know. I I'm watching more DS9. That's pretty cool. Oh hell yeah! Good I still need to get into the, the uh, Star Trek. Oh, we some night you're over here here soon. I don't. Maybe tonight you're gonna be here later tonight. Maybe we'll do it tonight. Who knows? But some some point here soon, I gotta like sit down and like we'll start watching some DS9. I'll I'll ease you into it. <laughs> okay, that sounds sounds like a plan. Yeah, take you for the, take you through a few episodes, see what you think. Um, did you, did you ever uh, hear about the disastrous Reddit interview from Fox? Uh I don't know that I know what this is. Oh, oh man, you haven't okay. heard about this? What? I don't know. Oh. Oh wait, you mean the, the our anti work? Yeah, thing, right? anti- yeah. Sorry, I thought we were still talking about something Star Trek related. Oh so no, sorry. I was like, wait, what? I don't know what this what is. is. What is Reddit? Uh, it was Star Trek. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really have a whole lot to say on that. I like it, it's a really tough situation because, like, I don't know. I just like I don't know what the situation is. I haven't looked too deep into it. I the only bits that I know were that a lot of people really didn't think the person they put on was the best person to put on for it. And in some respects, I can kind of see where they're coming from because, you know, it's Fox News and they they put like a, you know, a non-binary person on there to try and talk to people on Fox News and convince them of the legitimacy of, you know, the anti-work movement, basically. Uh, which has some merits, mainly just in the goals that they're pushing for for improvements as far as like employment goes and stuff, and you know people being properly looked after and not you know treated as like disposable workers for you know people just like drones to get shit done for these corporations and shit. Because you know, I, I as I'm sure people who've listened to this show enough have probably picked up, I I have some some opinions on that matter, but you know. I also feel like in some ways too, it's like, 
it, it sucks that, you know, that even has to be a concern, I guess, in terms of like this person's background and stuff. But it also sounded like the person on the interview wasn't that well prepared. It, it just seemed like the, it seemed like a rough situation. And then it seemed like the people on the subreddit, like the mods were doing a bad job of like trying to manage the backlash from everything. And, but at the same time, I've also heard some mention or like, I don't know. I've seen some opinions that like people are kind of overreacting to the whole situation and that like, this wouldn't have been that big a deal if people hadn't like made it a big deal. So I don't know. Oh, it definitely I, was one of those things that got blown out of proportion. But yeah, like the interview itself was a little tough to watch. I haven't uh, actually watched the footage because I haven't I, seen the whole yeah. thing. But like the clips I've seen, like the interviewer actually like laps at the guy. And, yeah. Which well, was a little bit to watch. But um, yeah, then, yeah, but yeah, yeah I had it's... also heard that other, other moderators, I don't know if it was from the anti work mod specifically, but other moderators were like, trying to get him not to do the interview because like th- th- even they knew he probably wasn't the best man for the job but he went they 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 weren't the they the it, it's yeah um but yeah it, it's uh yeah it, it's a whole thing i i don't know it's uh just one of those internet golden moments <laughs> i i guess so it, it's something it's some kind of moment uh, uh, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things. Like, I, I just a part of me, like, I, I kind of care about it because I kind of have a, a certain interest in like this whole movement and like the because there has been notice from like you know uh broader media as to like how big that subreddit has gotten, which is kind of intriguing to me. And it, it has been like really booming. Like I've been seeing posts for it. Like I never used to see them reach the front page. The few times I'll check it here and there. And now I see their post. Like anytime I look there, I see their posts like constantly, oh, yeah. um, which is interesting. And I think it really speaks to like how, how much that's how, like how many people that like whole concept speaks to. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It's, it's also just like uh, this is like Reddit drama bullshit, and Reddit's kind of a it, it can be a pretty gross and toxic place sometimes in its own right. So I don't know. It's uh, I I don't want to like yeah I I try to kind of keep my keep myself away from Reddit drama. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair. I just I just thought like uh, that was just prime Reddit, and the fact that it kind of like came to light like that is just hilarious to me yeah it's yeah it's it's a very i'll give you it is a very reddit situation (laughs) (laughs) it's very much what you'd expect to have happen there and and just yeah like everything just seeming to continuously go wrong um but you know i'm sure that won't be i i don't really think this is going to be that consequential to anything i feel like eventually it'll settle out and whatever but you know i i hope it doesn't like quash that movement too much but i I doubt that'll really happen people will stop caring here pretty soon and at the end of the day people care more about the the issues at hand more so than you know some fucking fox news interview that you know gonna leave the social consciousness in like a week or two anyways so uh man i don't know it's uh she's been cold here lately uh, man like these are uh 
closer to winners like that I remember um, oh, having yeah. as a kid. Like we you all, like, like you yeah. grew up in Newfoundland, so you your winners were probably much different than <laughs> not, much different than over quite. here. East Coast. Well, I mean, yes, not, east, not, sorry, not East there. East Coast. Yeah, you were <laughs> you grew up in the East Coast, so your winters probably were a lot different. Like, uh, oh, maybe maybe I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yes and no. I mean, a part of it was like, I mean, so many years ago too, right? Like, you know, the unfortunately, like climate change. It, it, it obviously has had some effect i feel like on on terms of like oh the, sure. the seasonal norms and stuff particularly winter around here but yeah like I, I imagine that's probably part of it but i don't know it wasn't too too different i think the bigger difference that i noticed more was like whether moving from where i'd been living in like manitoba beforehand to like here uh in ontario just because like manitoba like the prairies like it's very dry oh, and yeah. Like the summer and winter, it's a very dry heat, very dry cold. There's not very much humidity uh, or like moisture really to it because you're just you're out in fucking flatlands, right? Like there's no, they're, they're, you're not like near the Great Lakes or anything like that, right? Like there's no yeah, big okay. bodies of water around. You're super inland, and like that was the thing. Like living in the prairies, like that, like it was like you think it's flat. Like you you hear about how flat it is, right? Like have you ever been out that way before? No, I've never been out west. It like it's ridiculous. Like, it, like you know that sensation when, or not even the sensation, but like you know you're like you're driving here in Ontario, right? And you you're going along, and there's sometimes sections like you know we're going up for like the camping trip and stuff, and there's all those like uphill and downhill areas and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I know through. exactly what you mean. Yeah, that's not a thing in the prairies. <laughs> really, it's just a like, one one it, piece of flat land. It is largely pretty goddamn flat. It's just a lot of flat oh. farmland, and that's like, wh- like where I was living, like gr- like when I was still pretty young there, because like I-, I was living there while I was, uh, you know, not like a young kid, but kind of like getting out of elementary school up until like just starting high school, basically, was like my time there. And when we first moved there, I was still like young enough, like you know, I like to go out and do like sledding and stuff in the winter and whatnot, right? Well, <laughs> where I was living at the time, there. They, because when we first moved there, it was summer, and there was this huge like mound of dirt that looked like it almost looked like it'd been from like a construction project or something. It's really tall, like hill of dirt, and but it clearly had been there for a while though because it was all like overgrown and like grass and weeds and stuff. Okay, and I remember asking like my parents, I think like what the deal was with that, or like asking my dad, and basically explained like yeah, like you know, it's for going sledding in the winter because. There are no natural hills are no for, hills. <laughs> for snow to form on to form like a hill for sledding. So they had to like literally build a hill, this Damn. fucking like big dirt mound in the middle of this little fucking field, so kids could have somewhere to go sledding. And I'll say it was pretty good. Yeah, like it was a it, because it was like you know artificially made. I guess like it just it, it was perfectly made for what it was suited for. But it was like, yeah, I just it, it was always wild to me. <laughs> Yeah, the fact <laughs> that is pretty funny. The fact they had to make their own hill for yeah, click, so you can go sledding in the winter. Yep, it is something. Oh man, you've uh, you've always lived here in Ontario, right? Oh yeah, Bo- born and raised right where we are now. I thought so. That's fair. Yeah, I've lived a few different places, but it, it's interesting here. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah. 
like I'm here because like at this point I have a, a pretty good, like a life kind of built up around here. Right. But oh, yeah, at the same exactly. time, like, I don't know, there's nothing really about this place or Ontario in particular that like really needs to like keep me here per se. But yeah, I mean, like I don't see myself leaving anytime soon either. Though, oh yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I just never really thought of like moving elsewhere. Cause yeah, like, uh, like I said, I was born and raised here. I've lived here all my life. Like, uh, besides, like, yeah, my family, there's not really a whole lot keeping me here. But yeah, no, same like, time. friends and stuff. Too, oh, yeah. Right? Like a social oh, yeah. life. Like, there, there's no discounting that. I mean, like, obviously, like, in my case, like, I have, like, a job here that has me, like, tied specifically to this place where, you know, if I was, like, maybe more like you working a little bit more kind of... uh you know, freelance gigs and stuff like that. Uh, even doing like coding stuff like that. Like it, yeah, I maybe wouldn't necessarily feel quite as tied, but I, I feel like even then just the, all the friendships that I have here and everything like that. Like, I don't know. I I'd be really, I wouldn't really be that, that keen on, on getting out of here. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just not sort of a move that I feel like I need to make or really want to make that badly right now, I guess like the job aspect like for is another thing that keeps me here for sure because like i have like a a a solid employment sort of thing here but i know like in your case like you've been doing like a lot of freelance stuff so you maybe don't have that same tie as far as like employment wise goes but i'm like in the same boat like i feel like you and i are in a similar boat i guess more so in that like we have a lot of friendships and a social life built up here that like that's hard to like sacrifice and i think like that's that's definitely worth acknowledging because like that that can make it challenging to try and like make a move like that but i mean i don't know like i don't really have a reason to leave or anything either i guess just it's just sort of thinking about like other places that i've been and just thinking about like where would i like want to live at and i don't really know about that beyond like i want to be here because i i there's a lot of other things that keep me here but it's not necessarily like the place itself that keeps me here i guess so much as it is like the people and the, the the life that I've sort of built here more so, right? Oh man. There was man, I'm I'm looking at a map actually of the place I used to live at when I was living out like Prairie Way. And uh man, I, I it's making me nostalgic because there was a there was a little uh, video store there called Sandyland Video. And man, that place, it's not open anymore. Like it's, it's just totally gone. But it's uh <laughs> It was a really good little old school like video store, and I just remember going there with uh, my friends back in the day and uh, picking up some stuff and like you know go like rent a movie or uh, like rent some games and stuff and go back right out there on our bikes and shit. Because I mean I was too, well too young to be driving at that point, right? So oh man, it's a uh, oh no, I definitely uh, I definitely times. know what you mean. Like if you ask Valentine about uh, our old uh, local video rental shop, he'd tell you all the same stories. Yeah, like going there renting renting like a video game a movie like you name it they had it and it was um that just also takes me back just renting like that is something you do not like hear about nowadays oh yeah. or at least renting physical copies of things no it's uh it's definitely true it it really has kind of gone the way of like streaming and stuff like that i mean like you sometimes have demos and stuff but yeah like the closest you get to that now is something like PS Now or Switch Online and stuff that lets you play like older games kind of whenever for free, like a, a whole collection of them. But 
even then, that's not really quite the same thing. Well, I know on YouTube you can like quote unquote rent a movie, which I'm guessing is just like you get to pay you pay to watch it like this one time and then you don't have access to it anymore. Yeah, I, I've taken advantage of that a few times actually. It's not a bad feature. Uh because that's the thing, because you can like pay a certain amount to like own it through their like YouTube movies thing, or you can like just pay to rent it. Renting is generally yeah. like cheaper. Um but yeah, like you once you start playback the first time, I think you have like a certain amount of time to start it. And then like once you start playback, you have like however many hours before they like basically the, the rental is like void kind of thing and you can't access yeah. it anymore. So it's something like 24 hours after that or something. I don't quite remember, but it's not a bad service by any means. Um, but yeah, like that, that really is kind of like the closest you get to that sort of thing these days, right? Yeah, not, uh, kids days will never know the feeling of walking into a store. You've been waiting like for months for this game to come out. They finally have it. You walk in and like, and you see all the cases of and, all, and all the and all the copies are all and right all there. the copies are gone. Fuck. And you're just like, yeah, Shit. fuck. Damn it. Now you gotta wait a week or whatever, however long till the game comes in and you gotta like basically pitch a tent at the store so you can have the next coffee when it comes back i don't know i feel like if you're pitching tents in the store they might ask you to leave oh i'm all that too i mean i'd be like sexual harassment right oh yeah (laughs) of course (laughs) i know you meant like an actual tent i'm just being no uh but uh, I'm not being a shitlord about this because it's time to. N- none of these things are memes because this is actual, like, real from the heart uh, recommendations here in the shoutout corner. Oh, yeah. From the heart, I get. I see. Well, yeah, because it's stuff that we're actually recommending, not like, hey, wouldn't it be funny to watch this, you dumb nerd? No, this is this is the good shit. We were we wouldn't talk about it here if we didn't like want to rep this shit, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah, have you ever heard of this hor- horrific internet video with this title? I'm not going to say because I don't want people to look it up. <laughs> yeah, go well, look. That's what we recommend from the heart. Well, well, bees. Now I need because it sounds like you had a video in mind, though. Oh, well, uh, I don't want to talk about it because people are looking <laughs> up. But like, have do you not remember like these old horrific internet videos back in the day? Like, uh, one man, one jar does that ring any bells oh no oh god oh, that's Christ. what i'm talking about oh you mean like that level that of like... level of fuck well though. why didn't you just reference two girls one cup everyone's heard of that unless you're like fucking i don't know you're born yeah that one would have been better to bring 2015 up. or something like that i guess i know some seven-year-old listening to our podcast I didn't really think about the time frame when I said that date because I didn't want to say 2010. I guess I should have said 2010. I was going to say like 2005 or something because I'm used to thinking of like kids born in like the 2000s as being like really young to me because I was born in 95. But like I'm fucking at this point, it's like the 2020s now. So that kid's already like in their fucking 20s too, right? Like I guess depending how how far into the 20s or the 2000s they were born. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anywho. Don't listen. If you're fucking like, if you're a fucking child, do not be listening to this. Oh yeah. If you're a parent listening to your kid listen to this, you're a bad fucking parent. <laughs> Damn. 
Well, okay, but like, are you really gonna say this show is like no, child no. appropriate? <laughs> no, yeah, you're, yeah. Uh, so, what do you have to recommend for this week, bees? Um, well, I know. Well, Billy Talent uh, released a new album lately. Uh, that's a band that I've been okay. following for uh, I, quite a while. I don't know why, but as soon as you said Billy Talent, like as soon as I heard the word Billy, like my mind just kind of like gli- like my eyes glazed over and like, I didn't really hear talent and all I could imagine was you t- uh, for a second. Oh. I thought you were talking about Billie Eilish. Uh. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I, I, cause you know, it's not like I'm that big a Billie Eilish fan or anything or think that you would be. I just, for some reason it was just like, Oh yeah, Billie Eilish. Right. No wait, That's not what he said. <laughs> yeah. My, my friend Billy just released an album. Go check that out. My friend Billy, <laughs> my, my, my best friend, Billy Eilish. Exactly. Yeah. It's a local, local artist. <laughs> yeah. You know, is my, my good friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, but no, uh, Bi- uh, Billy talent released a new album. Uh, I would definitely go check it out. Uh, if I could find the name of it, I will recommend Damn. it. <laughs> These are recommendations for the heart. Just hold on. I just got to remember. Crisis of faith. That's what it's remember. called. All right. Would uh, you? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say there are a couple of good songs on there that I quite enjoy. There are uh, some of their older, not older, but like, well, I guess, uh, there's one song on here that's like from 2020, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, they pulled a couple of older ones on, but they've thrown some newer ones on, and I, I do enjoy it. Uh, I would recommend, yeah, go check her out. You say here in the year 2022, Billy is still talented? Oh yeah, he is very talented. Oh. Which which one of them is Billy? That's the thing, none of them are. Well, that sounds like false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt the same way when I first started getting to them. <laughs> No, I'm just imagining. Oh man, this is great! I gotta, I gotta find out who Billy is. Wait, <laughs> wait, not, none of them are wait, Billy. None of them are Billy. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> you're just like flipping a table because you're Smash so out. angry. Smash the album. <laughs> yeah, that's my recommendation for the. Oh week. shit. Uh, my recommendation for this week because i actually i have a i have one already ready this isn't one of these weeks where i'm like trying to think of something on the spot because my dumbass didn't think to think of it uh beforehand uh boyfriend and i lately have been watching a new show because uh, we we saw it on netflix and started it on a whim because we were kind of interested to check it out and uh it actually wound up being pretty dope actually a uh, series that came out there fairly recently like it, like within the last month or so uh it's called archive 81 Okay. It is actually based on a podcast of the same name, I believe. Uh, it, though I think the storyline for the show is a bit different than what it was for the podcast. But yeah, it's interesting. Basically, this dude, Dan Turner, gets hired by this because he was basically, okay, he works as a like media restorationist, basically like takes old photographs and old like movies and film and like V like VCR tapes and stuff and like cassettes and whatnot. And basically like restores them so that you can basically access like whatever was on them again after they've been like ruined for some reason, you know, usually really old stuff. Cause he's originally at the start of the series working for a museum. Okay. But, he gets a special job to work at basically restoring this old, like weird tape that he's basically given like a special request to fix up. 
And then he gets a particular request from this, uh, I forget the name of his character now, but he's basically the head of this mysterious company called LMG. uh, And they basically offer him uh, if he will go out to this like remote facility, because he's in like New York City, but he's going to try to go to like the Catskills, which is like this wooded area kind of out away from uh, NYC, and trying to get him to basically see, like, basically contracting him to go out to this old like facility that they have there and basically restore and uh, basically watch through this whole series of tapes that they have there and everything, and basically just relay the findings back to the guy that's hiring him. Because uh, it's basically related to this fire that had happened at this old apartment building called the Visser many years beforehand, uh, like in the 90s. Um, and the building had burned down. There had been no survivors, but wants to find out what had happened. And he's basically offering uh, Dan like $10,000 to do this. So the series kind of, it, it basically involves like unraveling the mystery from there. And he's basically looking through the tapes that belong to a particular resident at the Visser at the time of uh, when the fire was around, supposed to happen kind of thing. And the series kind of jumps back and forth between the two of them a bit between this, like one person back in the past in the nineties and Dan in the present, like trying to work through the clues to figure out what was going on. And the mystery like builds gradually uh, as it goes. And it takes some surprising turns and does some interesting things with the narrative style and how it flips between the two of them. And uh, it's a very interesting mystery and it's, it's very much like um, there was a review that I'd seen afterwards that described it as like a mix of horror and like noir, like old, like crime uh, thriller mystery type stuff. And yeah, it, it is, it nails that quite well. It It's very much like a mystery series first and foremost than it is a horror, but it does lean into some really spooky elements sometimes. Okay, uh, but yeah, it, there there's only one scene in one or two scenes, I guess I'd say in the show, uh, maybe like three tops in particular that really get like horror, like really horrifying kind of like stuff, like like really spooky shit. Other scenes like they get very tense and unnerving, but they don't really get into like full horror the same way. There's just this one scene in particular though that like really goes balls to the wall, and it's it's pretty it's pretty wild Uh, that sounds like a pretty interesting show definitely check it out archive 81 strong recommendation okay but one mystery that we don't have to really solve right now is when this episode's gonna end because it's here uh it has been a good one uh we thank y'all for coming to check us out this week yeah Um, thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for checking us out also, a yeah. uh, big thank you to Zoo, a.k.a. Blackbird Bell, for his use of our intro and outro music. Yes, much love to Zoo. He's a good dude. Go check him out. Uh, Blackbird Bell, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, all the good stuff. Twitter. Uh, we also have a Twitter. Uh, banter. Yeah, go check us out. I do believe yeah. Bigby has Twitter as well. At Bigby the Wizard, post the art stuff. Go check it out. It's probably going to be some new stuff here soon. But yeah, uh, that that wraps up our episode 55 of Balcony Banter. Episode 55, folks. I've been Bingby. And I've been Beas. What's the final word this week? Oh, shit.